This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to another episode of the One Was Ever Dream. We are back this week after uh, having a week off last week due to me having COVID. COVID. Uh, not being in a, a great state. Still ain't now, as people might be able to hear. My chest is you absolutely look brilliant, You look brilliant. Thing is, I actually look quite good, but yeah, my you chest look is right, in actually. bits, to be fair. Yeah, my chest is in bits. So some people might hear some coughing or me go on mute. It's because I'm coughing my guts up. But... I'll be joined by Danny Baker tonight and we'll be going through a number of subjects regarding Wimbledon, the recent run of form, uh, Joe Palmer, he's now left, uh, we're going to discuss that, uh, we'll discuss our football 101s, what drives us mad about football in general, and then we'll preview the massive game on Saturday at Lincoln. So, Danny, how are we? How are you? Hey, I'm fine. Are you all right, yeah? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> oh, last week, I was like, oh my God, he's got that. And then now, obviously, hearing you. But um, no, it's right. I've got, I've got an interesting one. For some reason, there's a couple of, of the fans out there who like our random starts yeah. on our, our podcast. Yeah. I want to talk about gardening. Now, Not. Mrs. Baker, I'm obviously working. Little Dolly's at home with Mrs. Baker. I've come home and all of a sudden the garden's being done. So my question is, what, what are you at with a garden? Is that, is that the bloke's job? I know it's 21st century and all. Is it the bloke's job? Is it a girl's job? Is it no one's job? Where do we just, sit in the garden? Just get AstroTurf. What do you prefer? AstroTurf or grass? I don't know. Oh. I've never smoked AstroTurf. <laughs> AstroTurf. That's my favourite ever. I hate my garden. Though. But the thing is, we've got a really small garden. It's got enough for a trampoline in, 
a little sand pit. It's not big. But the, our next door neighbour's garden is overgrown, like really badly overgrown. Like it comes all into our garden. So any of the seeds from his weeds or anything just blow into our garden and then we get loads of weeds. So I've been out there loads of times getting rid of all the weeds and then literally within three months they're back again. Uh, I hate gardening. I think it's pointless. I, I can't. I'm, I'm not big on it. I mean, Hannah will go, can you go and do the weeding? And I'm like, oh, mate, leave it out. I've got absolutely uh, no interest at all. The only good thing about gardening, if I had a massive garden, I would have a uh, sit-on lawnmower. Well, like Forrest Gump. Yeah, you know, one of them big <laughs> sit-on ones. And then just put your music on or put the One Was Out of Dream podcast in and then just go up and down on the lawnmower. And then she she thinks I'm busy. Everyone's at me. Mate, I, I guess. I, I've always wanted the idea of like a hammock, but the thought of getting in a hammock and getting out of a hammock, you sit on I'm a Celebrity, looks horrendous. I love the idea of it, but I was like, oh, no, it's never going to happen. So you make some good money out of, uh, what's it called? Uh, where you put your videos in. That's true. Uh, yeah, Jeremy Beadle. That's true. Beadle's about. But, 250 yeah, so quid. literally, been at work, every time I've been coming home, and all of a sudden our garden's being done with all sorts of madness. So, um, yeah, like I said, it's been a bit of a bit of a mad one with the gardening, um, and I was hoping that we can talk a bit more positive about the club, and we kind of are and kind of not, really. So, um, yeah. Well, we start, where were we? Where, 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 Wigan, Doncaster, Wigan, Doncaster, well, Doncaster, we did speak about that. wasn't it? And we, yeah, we, we seemed to have gained, we were... It was that game where we went 2-0 up and we totally bottled it, like totally bottled it. Um, could have lost it, could have won it. Walked away from it thinking, uh, we've missed a massive opportunity here. Thinking, we've got Plymouth and Wigan, we're not going to get a point out of them. And we, and we didn't. <laughs> and we never looked like it at a point either. Problem is, we didn't lay a glove on either Wigan and Plymouth. And I know Wigan and like... Second in the league, but I, I I watched the game. I thought Wigan were awful. I didn't think they, they were good. Great, were they they were missing missing a couple of big players, uh, but we didn't lay a glove on them. And then Plymouth again. I don't think Plymouth got out of second gear. Do you know what I mean? Everyone goes, oh yeah, we we had that chance where Cosgrove hits the post, uh, which would have been easier to score. Oh, uh, but they they didn't get out of second. They once they went one nil up, that was it. It was all over. But Doncaster's the big one. Like you go two nil up against a team that is down there with you. And you can stretch it a little bit, put them under a lot of pressure to let them get back into the game the way we did. It was just typical Wimbledon as we are at the moment. And totally devoid of confidence, wasn't it? Absolutely scandalous. We kind of were in charge of the game, dominating the game. It was a bit of game management and <clears throat> and that was that. And we just kind of absolutely fell apart. And I don't, I don't really know when I looked at it, like just really, really basic errors, like wow errors. I don't know if it's confidence, quality, I don't know. But the actual goals, you just look back and think, oh, how avoidable. How avoidable. And obviously, Nightingale at the end with the header, it's just like, bear in mind, we should have conceded at the other end. You just, I just felt the energy when you walked out of that game was, we were, everyone was properly deflated. But what's the saying, Danny? You, you, you keep doing the same things. And it's madness. What's the saying? Madness that you yeah. keep doing the same things over and over again and expecting, and expecting different, different results. results. We're doing the same things over and over again. We, you know, like we said about we needed numbers when we had all them games coming yeah. up and we needed numbers. There's no Thomas anywhere to be seen. No. It's not pointless. Uh, what's his name's injured again? Presley. Presley. Do you know what I mean? Uh, uh, Lawrence ain't nowhere near to be fit at the moment. Uh, and we're just running out of games to get people fit to play. Like Mabudi got dropped again. Uh after the Gillingham game when, uh, what's his name? Uh, Robbo had a right hissy fit with him for talking yeah, to his right, mate. Yeah, yeah. I just don't get it. And uh, the question I keep getting, I keep seeing, 
is why is Robbo so like untouchable? Why why is no one quite like I question I, I say to you now, are you Robbo in or Robbo out? I'm guessing you're gonna say Robbo in, which a lot yeah. of people are. I'm Robbo in, yeah. But we haven't won in what, 16 games? A lot of these games we don't look like winning, don't look like scoring, don't look yep. like even having a shot. Yeah. So why is it not, it's not questionable that Robbo is still in a job? And, I, think, and uh, I think it is. I think it massively is. I think he, I think anyone who doesn't think that's the case is a bit deluded. But I just in my head right now, it what has happened has not been good enough. I, I think I personally just feel that what we're trying to do is something different. It is a bit of a slow burn and definitely, definitely not the case. I just, in my heart of hearts, feel that the footballers that we've got in terms of the players, had we had a, any other year's loans, we would be absolutely fine. But we've had such a shocker, a Dan shocker, <laughs> the loans, that I feel that that is, the, that is, for me, the extenuating factor. Now, whether he, whether you're in the camp of, well, Robbo's a manager or the head coach, he is solely responsible. I know we're going to come to the Palmer thing, but I'll be amazed if the recruitment hasn't been part of the conversation around Palmer. I know we're going to come to it, so I don't want to jump on it too Yeah, much. that's, yeah. I, I just think, like, we've said it previously that there's no experience within the management team, uh, which I think is a massive uh, thing with regards to why we keep losing games and not changing different things. There's no one there who's going to say, look, Robbo, let's do this. Uh, I just find us very arrogant with regards to our management team and everything regards to how we do stuff. It's It's, it's kind of arrogance that we, we, we are going to get out of it. We are going to start picking up points where we don't look like we're going to pick up any points at the moment. I can't, do you know what I mean? And it's the, it's the talk. I, I, I saw the interview with uh, Lee Brown, yeah. which I thought was brilliant. But again, yeah. it's the same talking. Hennigan said it a couple of weeks earlier at Bolton uh, and we're still in the same same situation is that we're not even having shots. And I mean, for, for me, Lee, I just feel like the management and the way that we've set up there's two, there's two very, very different styles. I was talking to a lot of the guys at work about it who obviously do a lot of academy rugby and football and all sorts. And it's like, you've got the academy route, which obviously Robbo's very passionate about, Pierce's, Tuvi, which is about culture, is about process, is about doing the right things regularly and the results will come. And then you've got first 11 football, which to be blunt, no one gives a monkeys about, you want to win. Now I get totally and utterly that there is a link between the two. I've got no doubt about that. There's a link in terms of long-term culture, how you do things, the little extra bits will lead to that end result. I've got no problem with that. The thing I problem I have with it, Lee, is that we've got six guys who are on loan who are not going to buy into the culture because we're not going to see them anymore. And for me, if you're wanting to develop young players, we don't give a monkeys about young players of Brentford, Chelsea, Fulham, etc. The only young players we should be bothered about are women and players. The best people for Wimbledon players to learn from are experienced players or better players from other clubs. Therefore, don't get six young guys who are all coming up and learning. Pick three experienced pros who can add some sort of value to those six, like Darius Charles is meant to be doing. Can I also mention this Salis bloke? Would it be right if I touch on this? Because I know I've, I'm not going to lie, he hasn't openly endeared me in terms of Twitter. I've read some really... I find him quotes. very, very arrogant as well. The one conversation that always comes up, and again, if he listens, fine. He always talks about the attitude. Every single person talks about arrogance. Lee Brown's spoken about, we need a reality check, all this oh, sort of yeah. stuff. Isn't that that bloke's job? Or am I going mad? 
I agree. I, I totally. I find him really, really arrogant. The fact that where was his, he treated after Morecambe, he treated that's the domination. That's the domination. That's the domination, or something like that. It's about us dominating Morecambe, and it's like, well, we drew one all with a team right down there. Where we, I think, what we had a game in hand and three points ahead of them. Do you know what I mean? Now we haven't. Uh, yeah, and we dominated them. And then the other one was recently when he said that he he reached out to managers and none of them got back to him and now they're all out of jobs. So it's like kind of the thing that if if they had messaged him or so, I get it. But you've got to understand that some managers might be so busy, so stressed that they haven't replied back to you. Right. Take it on the chin, you know what I mean? Like, I don't always reply to everyone, you know what I mean? I'm very busy, you're very busy. You always get back to me. You I just found, I, I think I'm not the only one who sat in that camp. There's a couple of my mates who found me, yes, just brought it up and said, this is so arrogant. that It's, it's weirdly, if, like, that's his job. And every single player, reality check, reality check. Yep. People need to man up. Surely that's a mindset. That's not what you'd physically do. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> our physical football has been poor. But most of those conversations are around mental attitude or the way that we approach our football. And I kind of felt that part of our budget was going for this guy and none of them got it. But the one thing I would say, my dad said it, my dad's listening, hello dad, is that he's mentioned, he said, I felt we watched the Plymouth game. I won't lie, I fell asleep at 10, point, 10 minutes in. I was <laughs> he went, I feel, we finished watching the game. He looked at me, he went, I feel like I've watched that game 10 times already this year. Like yeah. 10 times in the last 10. Like that game, it's almost, you could tell exactly what was going to happen in that game. We were going to hustle and bustle. We'll have a little bit of a chance. We won't score in it. They get one for a relatively simple goal, which was simple. And that was it. And then we just kind of, everything went backwards. I still don't really understand. We've got left footers who can only, who, like we've got Rodoni on the right, who has to check back in, so he can't really cross it. The only time we've ever got a decent cross was Brown, who actually went and crossed it with his natural foot to Cosgrove. We kind of are so formulaic now where we kind of run back it's almost when we had to have Luke O'Neill, when a bloke would go forward, roll it back, and he'd whip it in first time, almost. Well, that's what, that's what Shay Alexander was meant to be for, but Shay well, Alexander's yeah, well off form at the moment. I don't know where he's crossings from. And he's just gone, he's gone right off the boil, or if he ever was on the boil. But my, my, there's one big problem I have at the moment, and I don't know if you noticed it, uh, it was against Plymouth. It's Alex Woodyard, and Alex Woodyard's attitude. He's nowhere near a captain of Wimbledon. Should, shouldn't have the armband, in my opinion. And it's all because, in my again, my opinion, I watched it against Plymouth. Fasal gets the ball out wide, and maybe he should have passed the ball to Woodyard. Woodyard's just outside the box, could have took a touch and shot. He didn't pass the ball to Woodyard. Woodyard then his arms up in the air, turns his back on him. We still got the ball at this time. That's not a captain to me. You don't do that. And also, uh, who is it against Wigan? Uh, some of our fans were saying, look, it's not good enough. And he come down and started cupping his ears, going, what, what, what are you saying? And one of my mates told him to go fuck himself and so, so else. Uh, I just don't think he's a captain in a million years. And there's people now I know who go home and away who are literally getting fed up. Will and I'm I'm pretty much in the camp now where I'm not going to go out my way to watch a Wimbledon game. So sometimes I finish work early to make sure I can watch it or I can listen to the radio or yeah. you know what I mean or make sure that I'm up to date with all that. I'm not going to do that anymore because. The football's just not very good to watch. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, and this exciting young team have become a very boring style. Do you know what I mean? It's just... I said to Dad the other day about it, because I was talking about away games and stuff. And Dad was like, you've not been to away game in a while. And obviously I've had a, a new little one. And I just was like, do you know what, Dad? I can't justify the money. 
yep. time to travel, but also to leave my wife at home, who's obviously going to be knackered looking after the baby all day. I can't, I can't allow her to make that sacrifice if I'm going to go up and watch the game against Plymouth or against Wigan. And I, I've got full respect for every Wimbledon fan. And don't get me wrong, if it was a year ago, I'd probably be joining you. But I just, I can't, I can't commit to the point of where we've been playing at the moment. And it's unfortunately, I don't see, I know Zach Robinson's come back today. Everyone's talking about him being a prodigal son. Mate, he's been on loan at Hampton and Richmond. He's not going to come in and rip it up in league. Do you know, do you know he got on at Hampton? Huh? No, not really. But he's come from Hampton and Richmond and all of a sudden people are like, this boy's going to change our well, season. This, he's not going to change This is what my point was the other week when I said that if we go down, we're losing, there's going to be, what, six loanies gone back straight away. Yeah. We're, there's about six players out of contract. Hennigan, Woodyard, Shea Alexander, Nesta. Right, so uh, people might not rate them, people might rate them, but there's six of our experienced players that are going to be possibly out of contract now. So we're going to be relying on youth team players to come through. And most, as I said, other than Corey Andrews who's playing for Colchester, <laughs> yeah. there's not one other player that is on loan or playing above Conference South. And we're expecting them to go, yep, you're going to be in League One if we stay in League One, or you're going to be in a League Two footballer. I just don't see, I don't, I, not, not everyone's going to be like Asal. Asal, I think we got lucky with, and he's kind of out of form now, but we're, we're going to be reliant. We, we're expecting every single youth team player now to be a, an Asal and Radoni. You get one a season. We're, we're expecting four or five. <clears throat> but remember Radoni as well, mate. This is his second or third season. He's also a couple of years older. Asal, this is his second season. The first season was last year. This is his first proper, well, it's not his first proper because he came in from sort of like January, February time. Yeah. It's a bit harsh for asking someone who's been at Leatherhead this year to turn up <laughs> and them to go and then go, right, you've got to come in and now boss it. I mean, that's just never going to happen. But yeah. what's interesting though is Robbo has highlighted already in the conversations that he's not he's not overly happy or he's, he's a bit concerned about the recruitment in terms of the quality of what's what. Um, and I'm hoping that the club will look at it. Oh, but... The games, the games we played. Of, I mean, the Lincoln game we'll talk about later, but it's massive. We we didn't ever look like laying the glove on Plymouth from Wigan, in my opinion. And we kind of huffed and puffed a little bit, as I've said before. A little bit of deja vu, lots of effort, lots of running about, and then Nightingale gets it, kicks it thirty-five yards ahead of anyone <laughs> else, and then we start again. And then that we is- the ball, and it goes to someone else, and he overhits the cross, or we go into up into the penalty area pull our pants and go back to Zanev and then he hoofs it and then we lose possession and then we go again. It's just kind of like, I feel like we are the most, we are the easiest team to play against in the country because we just do the same stuff again and again and again. But Dad, that's why one of my main grievances at the moment piss, pisses me off a lot is it's the same chat every, after every game. The boys have had a conversation with each other. Do you know what I mean? I'm not happy about this. I'm not happy about that. I have to have a look at this. I and nothing changes, no formation change. Robbo keeps going on about, oh, we went two up front. Bullshit. We never, we've never been two up front. Even against Plymouth, he said, oh, we changed it, went two up front. Cosgrove is just a lamppost up front at the moment. He's just a big stick, big how head on a stick. Genuinely, though, Lee, how can you genuinely have an opinion on, on Cosgrove when he genuinely doesn't ever get the ball, like ever? Yeah, but he doesn't run after the ball, Danny. Don't put anyone under pressure. At least, at least Oli Palmer wasn't the biggest fan of Oli Palmer because, again, I didn't like his... But at least he chased things down. I mean, I'm not being funny though, but he's got, he's had, apart from one cross, he is literally feeding off crap and he has to chase it all day. He I'm doesn't not saying, chase though. Not saying he's not, he's not ideal because I don't think he is far from it. But 
for the quality of service that he's been given, for the way that we're playing, I'm not surprised that he hasn't yeah. exactly set the world alight. You know, Birmingham paid two million pounds for him. Yeah, I also heard that Swindon, Strasbourg had him on loan. He was pathetic, and they sent him, wanted to send him home as soon as possible. I'm, yeah, I'm not overly keen on him. I also heard Lee. Also. By the way, there was a six-man recruitment committee who put him top of the list. <laughs> we <gonna> <laughs> we'll move on to the recruitment right. committee in a minute when we speak about uh, our esteemed CEO you know? gone. But yeah, I just I've, the last three games. It's, it's as you, I think your dad's got it spot on. Really, we've seen this the way we played what ten times this season. And it's becoming yet, Lee, every frequent. We're still, we're still not in the bottom four. Oh, mate. I mean, this, this league's mate, a joke. Are, they should just relegate six teams. Honestly, in my, I'm not, this is the first time I think I'm ever going to see that whoever in the bottom four, none of them are going to get anywhere near coming back. None of them. They are poor. We, every one of these four are pony. But then did you I see Morecambe the other day? You should have had a penalty against uh, whoever they played, Bolton. Bolton. It was, uh, what's his name? You used to pay for us, the winger, Connolly. the Irish geezer, Connolly. He got absolutely he, taken out. He bungled one against Peterborough for, out for us, didn't he? Do you remember? But I liked him as well, you know. I thought Connolly, was... I liked him. I liked him, but then he didn't suit our formation. If yeah. you're going to play three-five-two, he ain't a, he ain't a win back. I just so. it'll be interesting to see how they how we go about it. I, I've I've I'm obviously feel much more chipper. I've kind of made my peace with with Wimbledon this year. Now I've kind of made my peace on the fact that I don't I'm not overly impressed with the team. I know we've we've got challenges. I'm a, I'm I'm I don't want to get relegated. Far from it. But I, I desperately don't want to have another season like this. And if they said to me, "Look, you can stay out, but you'll do it again next year," I'd rather not bother. I'm kind of. But we we put a post. I want we put a post out the other day, and literally last five seasons, it's been like this. It's been. I've, I'm kind of. I'm kind of. I'm okay with getting. We've had a nice little punt here, and it's been lovely going to some nice grounds and celebrating one win in five. And isn't it wonderful? But this, I don't really want to. Continue. If we go down, we've got to keep the same budget though, and we've got to change our philosophy and our processes a little bit that in the fact that we, we can't go into League Two relying on youth and, and no experience because we'd get absolutely eaten alive in League Two. It is just big, ugly players. Do you know what I mean? And you watch if you've seen a few League Two games, they're not it's not great. It's big, ugly men who kick lumps out of you. And our boys are, we I, I I really worry if we go down. Do we do a south end and go down again? But well, I'm I, just... I, I can't see if we get relegated. Rochdale this year, they're not exactly just pulling up trees. I can't see us getting relegated and not. I can see us being relegated and, and, and we'll end up being Leighton Orient or Crawley. We'll just end up middle ish table. We'll have a little flirt for three or four games and drop down a couple of bits. We and... could do a Northampton. Look, Pinnock's smashing it in League Two. I know. He is, they well, look like I, they're going to go up and down. Them, but I can't I see don't it. Know. Anyway, let's move on because we'll we'll discuss more detail regarding if we if like with regards to Joe Palmer leaving, do we what's it called clear the swamp and maybe we'll discuss the management team and stuff like that as well. I want so, to hear more about clearing the swamp. Let's hear we'll, let, let we'll, clear the swamp. We'll come back in a minute and we'll we'll talk about clearing the swamp. The Wombles had a dream podcast. By the fans, for the fans. We're back and we're going to be discussing the departure of our CEO, Joe Palmer, who has uh, recently left. Again, this is was, was something we were going to discuss last week, but unfortunately we didn't have an episode. Uh, yeah, Joe Palmer's gone. Dan, are you happy about that? Sad about that? Don't really care about it? Um, I've, it's a tricky one because obviously... 
you know, he brought us home more or less. So I've got a lot of respect for the fact that he he's was involved with the club and, and was very, very much involved with doing that, which I think is an awesome achievement. I do, however, feel that there was a lot of shortcomings that he potentially had at our level. And I feel like his experience from Shakhtar Donetsk and obviously coming to us, I, I can't lie, I did kind of smell a rat, if I'm honest, in terms of you don't go and work at a Champions League potentially quarterfinals team regularly and all of a sudden end up in a, in a relatively homeless League One football club without there being something on the off. I didn't quite, I just didn't get a quite, I, personally, I just didn't find him very personable and I didn't get much from him. And I feel that oh, ultimately, whether it's right or not, I feel that the run of results and the poor recruitment, whether that was enough for him to go, I've had enough. I personally think he's been given a nudge of some sort. I, I think he's walked before he was pushed or he's jumped before he was pushed. Has he got another job? Yeah, apparently he has. That's what came out on the press release when they said he's going to do other stuff. But I think if you look at this season, there's been so many, especially with fans being back at Plough Lane, there's been so many fuck-ups and so many mistakes with regards to the bars, the ticketing. The ticketing fiasco was was a massive joke. Yeah, that was pathetic. Do you know what I mean? Like not being able to sell debentures properly and stuff like that, uh, which I blame him for. The recruitment process has been an absolute joke and it's been an absolute disaster this season, which why have we got a CEO of our football club in, in regards with no football knowledge at all, other than being like, you might as well get me and you on it. Uh, yeah, you know I mean, no, I'd have told him Cosgrove, I'd have told him Cosgrove's a lamppost. <clears throat> Do you know what I mean? And then, yeah, I think that's been an absolute joke. Uh, I, I Same as you, I haven't found, I don't find him very personal. I find him to be, or I found him to be a bit of a weasel who, got him and his little minions together to kind of try and support what he was doing. Everything I've heard about the guy has not been overly, people are not overly singing his praises. Do you know what I mean? There was all the stuff regarding Wally leaving and stuff like that and how that happened and how that came about. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, if you ask Wally Downs about him, I don't think he'd be too favourable. I mean, it's, it's, it is difficult because obviously we're, we're relatively outside the box if you like and obviously when he came in I think a lot of us thought wow this is you know this is, this is a decent appointment and, and I ultimately when he looks back at the rain he'll, he'll go well I brought AFC Wimbledon back to their ground and they're in league two, one and they stayed there and he dealt with the Covid situation that he'll I don't think he'll struggle getting another gig somewhere I just I personally don't I didn't feel like oh wow he's gone this is a terrible shame I didn't I never I haven't really got that um, and ultimately I feel that a lot of the the challenge that we faced, whether he's responsible entirely for the playing budget or not, and it's just it's just a weird one that like there's so many people who've got a very you know limited opinion of him. That's quite interesting for me. Uh, normally people are, will come out defending him, and you know I'm, I'm sure I'm sure if I knew more about it, I'd have a I'd have a much more sensible opinion. But ultimately, I wish him well. He, he got us home, which is lovely. But I think there are, I think we are as a club. And I did say this, as I said to you just before I came on, I did say when Charlie Torb was on that we're in a bit of a, in my opinion, we're in a little bit of a of a civil war as a fan base. And I feel that Joe Palmer has literally legged it from the front line in terms of he had an opportunity to go, no, I'm bringing everyone together. I'm the CEO and I'm going to pull everyone in. And he's decided to go, no, thanks. I can see the horizon. I'm off. And I feel like yeah. now we are right in the middle of a big, big fan a disconnect and I know football fans are known for not getting on 
and not agreeing, but I've never seen the social medias, the conversations I've got on my WhatsApps and you and other things on the Twitters that it's been so different and so polarizing. I found it very, very interesting. Well, that's why I said, I think we need to kind of drain the swamp. Now we need to look at who else is, is within the club. There's always leaks coming out regarding uh, who we're signing and stuff like that. Who's leaking all the information all the time. Who, uh, who was close to Joe Palmer that that was slagging? I I, I know loads of. Oh, I don't want to say too much because I know of a couple of people that was who slag off the club left, right, and centre. But then, to in the broad daylight of things, they're all oh the club's brilliant and the club's fantastic. But behind the scenes, they're slagging everyone off, which I don't like. That you know, what I mean, we say it how it is. That's how I've always been. I'll say it how it is. People know if it's it's good or not. You know, what I mean, I'm very fickle. I've said that before. But I've never said that. Uh, I've never took the piss out of someone behind their back and not told them to their face, and that's where I get really pissed off with the club at the moment. And that's where I got pissed off with Joe Palmer is that it seems to be one one thing said behind the scenes, all nicely nice, and then yeah, to other people they're slagging each other off. So, Do you get what I mean? More importantly, Joe, Joe's gone, and again, I know where. We are, we and we pride ourselves on this podcast about being basically the basic fans from the pub. Yep. What do we want? He's gone. What are we looking for? What do we actually? What would we? If someone from the Don's Trust was listening now, what what do we want? Well, so I think it's so I think it's such a hard job to be a CEO, right? And this might contradict what I said about Joe, but when you got the Don's Trust board underneath, and it's who who runs the show? Who's running the show? Is it the CEOs running the show or do they have to put everything through the Don's Trust board for it to be voted in? Do we need a CEO if that's the case, if it's the Don's Trust board that could be running it? But then we've got to remember that the Don's Trust board are a bunch of volunteers that are offering their time. They they need to get a bit of a backbone and a bit of, bit of thicker skin because, again, I've seen it on, as you said, on socials. Uh, some things are said on socials, which blows my mind. It, like, it goes a little bit too far. But if you're if you're on the Don's Trust board and you're taking it personally, I think if you're on the Don's Trust board, you shouldn't be on social media. Because there should be a way of someone reaching out to say, look, Charlie, look, Michelle, I'm upset with this. Not have people reply on social media. Do you know what I mean? There's loads of trolls on social media. But shouldn't they be on there to read? Shouldn't they be on there just to read without replying? I agree. Yeah, I get I agree with that. But then you see them, they're always replying. And it's like I, I took homage to one of the is it homage i took what's the word this homage you paid homage yeah i paid took homage in the swamp I, I didn't like, there was a, there was someone on there the other day who misha wrote a comment going back saying oh we like these people don't volunteer and there's people moaning it's like well if you don't volunteer what well, i mean you can't have a moan now you can't be pissed off with the situation at 16 games about a win do you know what i mean and then she came back and said well no it's actually some of the personal comments which i kind of get but just don't read it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because it's yeah. an AFC Women fans group. A lot of these pages are fans pages. As long as it don't turn to personal abuse, right? People are entitled to say this is shit because it is at the moment. You know what I mean, Joe Palmer's done a runner just before, what, 10 games left to go when we we're in a big relegation scrap. Yeah. And he's gone, no, nah, this ain't for me now. I'm off. Which I thought, again, I was calling for him to leave. Pants. But the time really pants. He could have announced it's going to the end of the year and then yeah. no one would have batted an eyelid. But to run away after being 16 games without a win, which is why I feel like someone's given him an nudge and said, right, no, OK, we can't get rid of the... Or maybe 
we've got it wrong. And Joe Palmer was going to say, right, we need to change what we're doing, the philosophy and everything else, because otherwise we're not doing it. And Robbo and the board have gone, no, this is what we're doing. And we're sticking with it. And he's gone, OK, do you know what? I, I can't watch you keep doing this. And I'm off. I mean, we won't know. But maybe, maybe it's that. Maybe he's, he was the one who wanted to change the culture, the recruitment policies and everything else. And he got out and he got out. Would, well, would you, where do you want us to go from here, Dan? I personally would like someone who I generally felt with Joe Palmer that it was like him and us. And we've always been quite close. I would like someone who I feel like we as a club can kind of identify a bit with. I didn't, I never felt like I could identify with, with Joe Palmer. And I think that it's also one of the things that people talk a lot about that where I don't even think we need somebody from football. And the reason why I say that is that mm. Joe Palmer is coming from a different football. We're, we're, we're totally different. We're a different entity. And I wonder whether whether someone coming in from a completely different entity would do would do us good, or do it on the other side of things. Do we need a, fo- a proper football guy to come in and go? No, no, no. If you want to be successful in football, you need X, Y, and Z. But I, I'm not sure personally. I feel that if we're going to carry on with the, with the same kind of attitude and cultures, that we need somebody who's totally. We basically need a Robbo of, as a CEO. We need someone who's totally entrenched with what we're doing. Totally gets it and can learn about the football side of stuff as opposed to having a real shrewd CEO and get us out of it. In my opinion, I feel we need to do the first, not the second. So I, I think we need a football person now. Someone okay. who actually gets football. I don't think Joe understood football. I think he was from a marketing background and his marketing was decent. Do you know what I mean? And that kind of stuff was okay. But again, with the recruitment this year, we've got people, I believe, sitting on a committee that have no football background. They're trying to play money ball with Poundland budget. Uh, and, and that's why we're looking at the loans and stuff like that and thinking, who are these key, like these kids? They're not good enough. And they're taking a little bit of stick. Well, we actually need someone on the, on, on the, in the, in the job now who goes, actually, no, that, that Presley's not going to be good enough yet. Do you know what I mean? He needs a loan before he comes on loan to us kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? I just think Do we need think someone in football. We're getting close to getting away from the old boy Wimbledon club in terms of the Ardley, Downs, Hodges, Robinson, Woodyard, managing us, whoever you like. Do you think we're getting to a point now where as a fan base and as a committee, we're like, Do you know what? We're going to give this a roll and we're going to give it a go. And after that, if it don't work, we're scrapping the whole ex-player, the romantic link. Because let's be blunt, and we all love Robbo. If it wasn't Robbo managing, we would be talking about a new manager now, or we'd be talking about oh, who we're going to get. And also, this is... and that, whether that's to the strength of us or to the weakness of us, I don't know. But, but what, why do we have to get close to the Wimbledon old boys club? And don't we love Wimbledon players coming back and supporting us? Whether we're about to finish, if, if Robbo doesn't kick off, whether we're going to get rid of that and start afresh. I don't know, because it feels like it's an old boys club with the way the Don's Trust run. You know what I mean? You have to be a Don's Trust member to get any vote. And, do you know what I mean? And Jones was very good with what he said regarding that every every fan should be listened to. But with regards to the pros, why why does Robbo to the, uh, the other kid, I can't remember, yes. they're all kids, all Pierce, they're all young kids. Why do they have to stay to keep the process going? Can we not go with the process that we've got now but we don't need the management in to follow that process, do we? We need a process as a club. And if Robbo was to go, say Robbo was doing extremely well, we were sitting second in the league and Leeds came in for him. And he goes. And he goes, what? Do we then go, oh, no, we haven't got a process anymore because Robbo's gone. It's the same as we are dog shit at the moment. 
So if Robbo was to resign or to be sacked, we can still continue that process. Yeah. And that's where I think we're getting we're getting a little bit short-sighted in that Robbo has to be the one that takes us forward to do this process because it's his. Well, no, it should be a club philosophy. It should be a club process. Yeah. And, and as you said earlier, it, it's part of the youth team. I get it. But at the end of the day, you need points on the ball when you're managing first-team football. I, 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 and... I hate to say it. It's one of the better things I think you, I've ever heard you say that. I think that <laughs> we've actually... We've, no, but I'm being serious, though. We kind of feel like the intent, the integral person or the integral part of the process is Robbo when actually it shouldn't be Robbo. Robbo should be a facilitator of a club process or as a whole process. But for some reason, rightly for me at the minute, we've kind of put it on Robbo being that man. But at the same time, surely we're going to get to a point where it could be Dennis Wise. And again, I'm, I'm not talking about an old boy, but like, like a Luke Garrard or it could be any bloody manager, to be honest. Hmm. We come in a Kenny Jacket and go, right, this is the way we're going. Are you backing us? Yes. Because I'm sure if Robbo went, we'd get a lot of applicants and out of that applicant, you'd get three or four who would go, this is this is the process I want to go and it'll marry up. So yeah. it'll be interesting. I'm still I, agree, going yeah. I still believe that regardless of the situation, I feel there's enough extenuating circumstances to give him a little bit of slack. But what I would say is that if it was any other manager, he would have gone by now. But, and that, that faith might run out on Saturday, I feel. The problem we got at the moment as well, Danny, is that we were chasing... Uh, a budget that we we shouldn't have done really. We put what I think a million from the ground into the budget. I think Eric put took a million out of the budget for the ground, sure. and that went into the playing budget. Do you know what I mean? So then that left us with a higher budget than we probably could afford, especially when the plough lane came about. Uh, we then had hardly had to go, but then we had a process change when Wally came in, and we had Nick Dawes. Nick Dawes was there to do the what's it called the the recruitment, yeah. the recruitment and he was putting this brilliant database together and then as soon as Wally got sacked that just seemed to go out the window like where is that database is that database still being used now we've got Will Daniels who no disrespect to Will Daniels he works for a betting company he does this I'm guessing part-time because he must work as well we ain't gonna be paying that much I'd love to know who is on the football committee I'd love to go and have a look at it and see what we're actually looking at. Are we playing money ball, but like with pound, pound land cash, because we're really going to struggle with that. I think, where do we recruit from? Where do we scout from? Are our scouts going out and say, looking at the Northern Irish league, the Scottish league, or are we, are we looking at like, why a Sutton just made the Johnson paint trophy final and sitting fourth in league two. And they've got a worse budget than us. Yeah. And I, I, again, I don't want to be in League Two. I'm happy to be 20th in League One. But how are these teams picking up these good pros and we, we get crappy little loans? Do you know what I mean? Can't, the, same, the same thing we always get told, our budget is because people don't want to move to Wimbledon because it's so expensive to live in. But Sutton's only down the road and they're doing all right. They've got players who, who seem to like to live in the local area. And also, if you're if you're if you are playing at Wimbledon, you're you're training. You're five minutes off the A3. You can live in Portsmouth. You can live. You can live in Haven. You can live. Well, that's apparently Haven. where uh, McCormick lives. Oh, is it? That's that's a rumor. Yeah, that he lives that way, that Haven way. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, again, I agree with what you're saying. I I, I kind of Wimbledon is expensive to live in. Don't get me wrong; it's really expensive. Uh, and if you're a footballer, you're going to choose to live in Accrington, or you're going to choose to live in Wimbledon. You probably go where Acton. You're going to have a more money at the end of it. You'd probably be on less wages, 
but the cost of living is going to be less. But don't tell me that the budget is all, I hate the excuse of the budget all the time. And it really annoys me because there's teams around local areas that are doing all right with worse budgets than we've got. I, as I said, we're very opposite on that. And I feel that the budget is one of the bigger, bigger reasons. But what I would say is that the budget, and I saw one on Twitter and Facebook the other day said it, the budget shouldn't, doesn't excuse the level of performance that we're getting at the minute. Agreed. That's that's fair. I mean, I'm not saying about results. I'm talking about the way that we're playing. The budget doesn't have a huge effect on that. The budget will, where, where we finish, I think it's got an impact. But in terms of the last 16 games, that's got nothing to do with budget. But, as I said before, I do think we try effort, to try hard. I think there's lots of effort and lots of running about. But, wow, some of the football has been... As, with a new CEO, if we, if we get a new CEO in, we need to give someone, whoever it is, a bit of power. Do you know what I mean? And say, look, you're making these decisions. I, I'd write, I don't want them sitting on a football committee... But I want them overseeing the football committee. Do you get what I mean? So there's someone yeah. to answer to. Because who was Joe Palmer answering to on the football committee? At the end of the day, as I said, he's left now. So is that the reason why they people like? Is it the Don's Trust who said to him, "Look, it is absolutely appalling this year." That it's probably our worst ever transfers that we've ever had. Oh, and, it's, uh, not even, it's not even debatable. And man. I don't think it helped as soon as Robbo got put in charge. He was literally washing his hands with it straight away. I don't want nothing, nothing to do with the transfers. I mean, of all the players that have come in from the summer, permanent or not, we're, we're literally talking about two players out of ten. Yeah, we'll and, that, and and that's and even the two players that we're talking about who are decent, which is Marsh and McCormick. McCormick. I think McMarsh has been good. I think McCormick has been good. None of them, have, I don't think either, have been wow. Like oh my god, like their potential championship, absolutely like like Dobson type. No, not yet. Hopefully, we've got ten games to go. I can't. I still can't believe we're out of the bottom four. I think it's scandalous. And as I said before, I'll, I'll put it on note. Then Palmer, thank you very much for getting us back to plough lane. And thank you very much for stepping aside. I hated the idea that you did it now, but maybe there's an opportunity for us to, to come up with a, a new plan. But whoever is going to come in, crikey, they've got a job on their hands. No, I agree. And as I said, if we are using, if we're going to keep with this process, then that's fine. It's a club process. Uh, and the management team, we shouldn't have to be worried that if they have to go. Tell me what other team in the land would have Robbo still in charge? None. And also, if Robbo's listening to this, Robbo, please, please stay off Twitter, stay off social media, stop replying to our fans. I don't know if you've seen it, Dan. No. A couple, couple of our fans, one of them put, has the Baldy tour guide left yet? Just on his own Twitter. He didn't tag Robbo in it. It was just on his own Twitter. Will Robbo reply to him? No. Did he really? Yeah. Yes. I don't do that. Uh, and there's another, there was another guy. What did, he, who, what did he say, Robbo? I don't know. I've not seen it. I've just heard about it. I have oh, seen it, but I could, yeah, only briefly. I, I haven't read it all, but yeah. And and he got invited. He got, this is what was annoying me. He got invited to the training ground to see what they will do. I thought it was just us. Do you know what I mean? Robbo's inviting everyone down there. But just get off get off social media like at any other club now you'd be getting absolutely ripped to pieces like proper abused you don't the fans are brilliant on a Saturday they're brilliant on a Tuesday we're just pissed off with the football but yeah anyway should we move on please we'll move on and when we come back we'll discuss our football 101s yeah The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans.
We're back and we're going to be discussing our football 101s, things that really annoy us about football in general, not just Wimbledon, because we could be here all night if it was just Wimbledon. But yeah, football one ones, Dan. You're going to start so, us off. Give me some context. I'll give you some context. I was up at the other night about half past one in the morning. Not well, it might be half past two. I, I never know the time. It's a waste of time even thinking about what time it is with Bubby. But Room One Hundred One came on with Frank Skinner, and I thought, and I absolutely love Frank Skinner, and I love the show. So I was sitting around thinking, I wonder what my football one hundred ones are. And obviously, we've been pretty miserable and moody. So I thought, what would be interesting is us to like name the things that annoy us the most about football. So the first one, which is obvious, is Dillingham's away end. Now, yeah, yeah. away end, it's absolutely crap. Like, if I had to chuck away any football experience watching a game, if anyone's been to Gillingham away and can tell me they've been to a worse ground in the Football League and had, had, had a more terrifying experience and high winds on a scaffold, let me know. So how, I've, got, I've done Gillingham away is definitely right up there on my way. How are they still allowed to cope with I don't that? know. Just like, mean? It's literally like they just, someone's built and gone, I think I've, I'm sure I've forgotten something. Oh, no, I, I mustn't have done. Yeah, mate, you've got the roof. Yeah. Storm, when Storm Eunice or whatever it was come, I thought, oh, yeah, that'd just take that out. But so it's I've still got standing. Here. I'll give you a couple more and then I'll pass over. Players who wear gloves and short sleeves, like, <laughs> don't get it. Particularly fullbacks, you've got to take a throw in. That, that stuff drives me mad. The bloke with the towel at West Brom who constantly, any long throw, Darnell Furlong does a long throw. There's some bloke who randomly gives a towel to the player to wipe it down. Like, what happened to the old shirt? Do you remember when you put the ball in the shirt? Like, Vinny yeah. used to love it. It was like a, he was having a shower with the ball. Yeah, it is. So, yeah. I missed that massively. And the other thing that drives me mad before I'm going to pass over, I've got loads. I hate the ear, the ear thing. Like, Lee Gregory did it this year. He scores at Wimbledon's end. We've not said a word to him. He's scored <laughs> it and he's starting giving it the ear to the fans. It's like, mate, we haven't said anything. What are you doing? Like, Football celebrations as a whole, if it's not a knee slide, it's a cupping of the year. Like, come on, be more, give me some creativity. But they're my first three, Lee. Give us some. Well, uh, one that really, really annoys me is goalkeepers just take free kicks from any point they want to. So yeah. there'll be a free kick right in the corner. They'll take it about 10 yards away from where it actually happened. The liner will just go, yeah, go on. And then they run off. And it's like, same with throw-ins. People can just sometimes they can just walk up the line about five, ten yards. It's like exactly what like, are you doing? Yeah, get back. Yeah, it's like ridiculous. I don't know why keeper why referees are so defensive of keepers either. Like it's mental. If you jump up and there's a header, the rep the goalkeeper just got to jump into your free kick. It's just yep. too easy. Like, what are you doing? So but yeah, the free I'll kick one it. just winds me up. Like it'll free be literally just outside that. the box, and then they'll take it up to the edge of the box. It's ridiculous. Celebrations. I'm with you on celebrations. Celebrations are just pants nowadays. Well, they used to be wicked. Yeah, like, but that's... bundles and stuff. And now it's literally either a knee slide, and it's like, mate, we've all done that now, or it's a cut. You know it's what not... I really like, though, is when the geezer goes through a knee slide and it's quite hard mud, yeah, that's and then he just goes <laughs> over. <laughs> yeah, whacks his head <laughs> on the tough... Stacking it over. Remember, is it, is it a Swedish? Was it a Swedish team or something? They come up with loads of different ones where they pretend they were fishing that, yeah. and... That's it, and they done like the boat sitting on the bike and stuff. When I when I coached uh, youth level, I used to say that like, the boys are scoring, they'd never celebrate. I said, "What are you doing? Like, go and celebrate a That's go, the go, pinnacle go, of the game." Yeah, go do like yeah, just enjoy I'm it. With you on that, but, on yeah. free kicks, I've also done. Do you know when like a free kick's given, and whether if you're defending the free kick, you always just manage to like dribble the ball like really rubbish still, just like tap it like five yards away. What happened to kicking the ball away? Yellow card. What happened to that? Yep. Like, 
that never happens anymore. Like you could kick the ball miles away. You even get it in the Premier League. You physically can't get done for it now because the Ryan puts his flag up. You run through and score VAR goal. Like what? So uh, like the the kicking of the ball away is nonsense. And the other thing I can't stand is going to an away game and there's a half time challenge on the pitch. <laughs> What was the one we watched, which was crap this year? Was it Cambridge? And they had a state, I think it was Cambridge or Port Peterborough. And they had like a, a skip, like a skip on the pitch. And they had to chip the And it was like, oh, into the skip. This is rubbish. Like half time challenges are pathetic. You know, one I don't What What's happened to football food? Why has it gone so hipster now that everyone's showing off like their, their chunky chips with Lee, pie? Gotta like, move on. I, no, just give me a burger. Halloumi, we need halloumi at football now. No, no, I'm not like I, we are just we blow it out of the water now. It's like ridiculous. We have like pizza. Pizza should nowhere be near nowhere near football. No, I agree. We had a we had kebab when we first started back at Plough Lane. Like who's having a donna kebab at football? It's like well messy. You're standing there trying to well, eat kebab. Um, table for two, sir. Yeah. No, it's, 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 football's got so hipster. It's like football scram. It's like like an actual Twitter page for it and put like seven pound fifty for a burger and chips because it's like like ah, oh, it's just hipster now. I've got it's a few ridiculous. more here, Lee, which are obvious ones. Tiny shin pads. Like, what are we doing? Like, Jack Grealish, either Luba wear Cormac. shin pads or don't. Like, Luba Cormac wears small ones. Luba Cormac. Like, seriously, what happened to the Brian Robson 1990s? You put your foot in the in the hole, strap it up, and, like, you felt like you were going to war. Like, you know, well, the Ukrainians are wearing them now. It's like, get it's the Brian thing, Robson it? shin like pads on. Grip socks. Yeah. Where they cut their socks and then wear a white pair of socks underneath. Like, what happened to those? Also... I know there's loads of people on this. Can we please get rid of the drums at football matches? Do we need a drum? Can't we just clap and shout like everyone Reed. else? How? Why can we? Why is it that a man can come in with a drum, which is basically an offensive weapon, and you can't keep your bottle for your bottle of coke? Like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, throw, a, you can throw a banging drum thing, but you can't. You can't have a bottle. To be fair, I've never seen. Coke. I've never seen a footballer score and then just get bang a drum over. You know what I mean? Where he comes at the other It's like the England band. Get rid of the England band. They're wank. I hate them. But another one is also why do footballers, why can't they just have their surnames on their shirt? Now it has to be yeah, like nicknames. I said that. The nicknames go away. Yeah. I'm not interested <laughs> because your nickname is, you know, Sherry. In, yeah. in Ecuadorian, no, just tell me what you got. Like old eight inch running around. It's like, oh, what's his what's that name all about? You know what I mean? It's like, what are you doing? Oh, big, big dick. So, like, what, what just you know, it's Chikorito, mate. Put it on. What about half and half scarves? No, get rid of burn. And uh, another thing, anyone who ever brings a can I have your shirt post like this ain't WWE, it's ridiculous, That's right? Annoying. Grown men with their kids putting these cardboards, can I have your shirt, please? They should be banned. Year ban, they do it again, they get a life ban. Don't care how old you are. If my boy said to me, Daddy, yeah, this I've made this sign to get Luke McCormick's shirt, I'd slap him around if he wouldn't be coming football again. Slap your kid back in the face. No, I, I don't like the um, the, the in the Premier League when players are swapping shirts at half time, like mate, you're playing a game of football. Do you remember that? Yeah. Last time, like, That's was, ridiculous. I don't know, he was playing Newcastle, I think it was, and he was like trying to swap the shirt at half time. It's like, yeah. mate, seriously, they're free deal down at the time, weren't they? So. I yeah. also hate undisclosed fees. Oh, I hate where, that. Why do you hate that thing? so much? I just, I hate it. I think it's rubbish. I think I want to know. I want to know what the market value is of a particular player. No, I'm not. I want to know. 
I don't care about the fact, well, if you've got more money than that player, you might have to pay for more money. Can you help us when John Artson? We signed John Artson for seven and a half million. Yeah. And then sold him to Coventry for £10,000 a week if he played. But I just I just want to know how much my players are worth. No. I also am not big on the Johnson's Paint team selection criteria where you have well, to have like five players from the game before. B team shouldn't be allowed in it anyway, but uh, I love it because Wimbledon fans boycott and they go, oh, we're going to boycott the B team game. But they went to watch Wimbledon against Liverpool under 23s. Very hypocritical Wimbledon fans. It's a shambles. I've also got, I've got two more. People that have assumed <coughs> that anyone from Brazil is going to be a good football player. And oh, not... it's good he comes from Brazil third level. No, he's absolutely dread, terrible. There ain't, there ain't a bad one. It's Name me a bad Brazilian footballer. There are millions of bad. bad Where? Players. What league? I've never seen a bad Brazilian. You've never footballer. seen like a player in Div Three who is a Brazilian who. No. No. Name me but, one player that's bad then Brazilian. Uh, what's his name? Uh, bloke who was a left back who was at Arsenal. Absolute terrible. Roque. What's his? Who's the other bloke? Joe, who was up front. Philip. What's the what's the bloke? It was you're just Bolton. making. You're just coming up with names. Who's the, no, the forward of, of Man City was notoriously horrendous. Joe Linton. No, Joe Linton. He plays for Newcastle. Oh, he's well, he's better in midfield than he is up front. Yeah, but you've got so there's a the guy who was at Bolton. Is it Roque? Roque? Roque Junior. He was absolute. There's not a cool geezer called Roque Junior. He's pretty Chilean or something. Then there's not a bad Brazilian footballer, mate. At Bolton. Not bad. Also, you know one thing that you I don't, don't get? just go. Well, he's Brazilian, therefore he must be good. Yeah, no, that's Surely that's, that's what Will Daniels is doing currently. Will Daniels he's, doing that. Will Daniels has got the the football committee again. Brazilian, he's got to be decent. Do you know Cosgrove? They thought he was Brazilian. Well, they realise he was a lamppost. He has a Brazilian. Anyway, thing, also another thing I don't get is why on, do English English footballers don't really play abroad unless you're on loan from Chelsea? It's too expensive. No, but none of them ever go to like the Czech Republic or because they're, they're too expensive. No, but even ones at our level, like Luke McCall, why, why did Aaron Presley choose to go women? Why did he go to like Banner Mate, I'd go to Prague. Hundreds. Yeah, but if you was an like a footballer now and they went, Oh, you going on loan, I'd be like, Can I go Prague? Can I go like Budapest? Do you know what I mean? Get I, I just want to experience the culture. Yeah. I, 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 I just want to experience fun. yeah, Los Palmas for a year. The other thing that's annoying me about football and it's a controversial one it's unrealistic plastic fans people who just support a club and have these heightened expectations and don't understand the full picture of football fans it just it's literally drives me mental social media mate don't help no it doesn't and you're literally watching social media sometimes and I don't I don't comment at all I've got no no interest to comment but you just watch and listen to what some people are doing and you're like what are you talking about you think back in the day we used to just go to the Thomas Farley you, me, and you'll be talking absolute bollocks. So well, I want to go. Sensible, you'll be talking nonsense. Yeah. And then so I want to go. I don't. I don't agree with you, Lee. And I say, well, I don't care if you agree with me or not. Another couple of pints. But now it's all over socials. So I want to go. Oh, I think Robbo's a prick. He should leave. Boom. All the people that love Robbo are on there going. Oh, I don't think he should. And then it's just ridiculous. But yeah, I agree. Like but social people, media. People have an opinion about matches or anything. And they go, oh, this was crap. This was crap. Did you watch it? No. Did you see anything? No. I've got no. I have no context of it. Do you go to the games? No, no, not really. But I believe in this. And it goes back to the thing I was talking about, the Don's Trust. You've got a load of guys who don't go to matches. I've got a passing interest, but then actually have an active decision regarding what we do. It just, oh, I don't know you get it. So anyway, 
anyone who's got any more wicked 101s, I've got loads at work that are interesting. Ones with like ridiculous numbers, it doesn't bother me. But like we've got Lee Brown is 50 or 55. Like, do we need that? Um, one guy ha hates football shirts with no sponsor on it. He's just like, it looks, looks. No, retro, I like that. I like retro so stuff. He was, he did that one. One was, one was clubs that change their badges. He hates that. He thinks that's rubbish. Yeah, I remember um, Leeds. Remember when Leeds changed their badge and it was uproar. Yeah, you know another one is stupid haircuts. Paul Pogba does my wedding. Uh, again, I'm going to sound like I'm going to sound like Graham Soonis there. And the other one that someone said is 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 players who are famous players, but their dads were amazing, like Paul Delgleish and Kenny Delgleish and people like that. Charlie like, Sheridan. 100% is a great example. He, he was yeah. awful. Your, your dad's good, therefore you got a contract. Well, no, no, he, no, you're terrible, mate. That's literally how he, his whole career. But yeah. uh, do you know what? Yeah. You know, If anyone's listening for the club, if you want to cheer people up, one of the best things ever that never go is a football tour away. When, I, when we went to Frankfurt, oh, mate, it was one of my best ever experiences of watching Wimbledon. All right. Ever. Fine. Football tour, pre-season tour abroad. Should we just organise one and just? Mate, see I'm telling you, right? We nearly got relegated the year that. Well, it, we, everyone was so happy still. No one gave a shit because we went abroad in pre-season. Mate, it brought everyone closer. I'm telling you, everyone was Bloody going mental. Well, let's let's see if the club are listening. But they are my football 101s. I might add to them as we go. If anyone's got any ones that are particularly burning issues, like maybe it's leaving the game ten minutes early, or Buying a writing in a program or whatever else it is, let us know. But they are my program one. binders. They're a bit annoying, aren't they? They're a bit pointless, really. I mean, people people love them. I like the I like the bat. I like the idea of a badge, and I think that's pretty cool. But I, I love badges. I collect badges. I, I don't. I know you're. Yeah, you. I'm surprised. <laughs> I collect women badges. We we get that. And anything, any other lead that come up that you just feel like that particularly annoys you? I don't like third kits, as an example. I don't see the point. It's hard enough spending 45, 50 quid on a shirt to wear it seven times. Also, wearing a, wearing your away kit when you're at home or when you could wear your home kit, but you decide to wear your away kit. If you're playing a team that are playing in yellow, wear your blue kit. It was marketing, mate. You've got to sell the kits. No, we don't. If you're not going to wear it, no one's going to buy it, are they? Don't do it. Just have your red kit for away. Blue <clears> home. You know, another one I hated was music when teams score. Yes, that is annoying. Yeah. What? Why do? Why do you need to do that? Agree. Yeah. Agree. Overzealous stewarding. Stewards are tr a tricky one. Let's face it. If you're paid eight pound fifty an hour, standing between. So let people just do what they want. Yeah, but yeah, but that's what I mean. Just let people do what they want. You're not the police. Well, at like Hunger Games, you just let them fight out to the end. <laughs> no, but it's when they when they get involved, they start pushing you. But when when someone scores and you literally go forward and then you get just shoved by the steward, you're like, "We do I'm just celebrating, mate. I ain't going hey, on the get, pitch. Get off me work experience, boy. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Paid eight pound fifty. Don't worry about it. Hospitality, scrap hospitality as well. Not a fan of it. Pointless. Hospitality. Is who go? Who literally wants to go to a football game and have a free course meal beforehand, listening to? Some ex Wimbledon player talk nonsense. I don't. I, this is the Trond Anderson. I mean, you don't need to know, do you? Oh, I love Trond. Packham Mild. Is it Rim Rim? Yeah. Did he score his debut against Chelsea? <laughs> Did you? That's yeah. Ha no, that's Andreas Lund. That was Andreas Lund. That was it. Oh, yeah, it is Lund. We went, we went one 0 up and then we lost three one. 
And we but got yeah. really excited thinking we're going to stay up and this boat would be amazing and he was terrible. You know who else we could put in room 101? Well, he's already put himself in it, but Roman Abramovich. Oh. Absolutely ruined football with the amount of money that he, uh, yeah, right. dirty money like, that he put into did he, it. Has he ruined football? Yes. No. No, he hasn't ruined football. He did, mate. It made it too too expensive. Made it too much money involved in it. Paying players a hundred people. You're not saying that it wouldn't have happened five years later anyway. You know, another thing in room 101, uh, wages. Footballers' wages are ridiculous. We pay too much now at Wimbledon. Right? Oh, We've got I, a really low budget. I would agree with you on this. I'm right? not people are earning 25 grand a week to play in League One. And they wonder why people don't like football anymore and think, oh, this is a load of bollocks. Because you're, people get paid 25 grand driving around in Lamborghinis playing in League One. Drive I would chuck out the European Super Cup in there, by the way. No one cares about the best team in Europe playing against the well, 48th wait. best team in Europe. Well, and the, and the straight for conference, that can also do one. The new Champions League format. That can do one. It's horrendous. Yeah, if women were in Europe, I'd love it, though. But also, it, why does every team now have to have a kit sponsor, an energy sponsor, the sponsor who does the toilet paper. The Back button. of the next sponsor. And you know, they've got DHL who are their, their basically the, the logistics sponsor. Like, logistics. Well, DHL ain't the parcel force sponsor, are they? That's parcel force. No, but DHL are basically... They're the logistics just, sponsor. Fine. Well, why does every club need a logistic? What are you well, doing? Probably because they post out quite a lot, so it's quite good Don't to have. Don't be daft. Yeah, but they're not, they're not getting... It's not like, oh, they're doing us a favour. You're just getting paid by a company. It's like getting like, right, our... Our furniture sponsor is IKEA because it's just what we're doing. Stop popular, saying. Unpopular opinion: Simon Jordan is very good on talk sport. Is that why? What is he? Is that, are you putting him in one hundred and one? No, no, I don't actually like him. He's very like good. Simon Jordan. Yeah, even though he's a Palace mug. Okay, name good. one. Name one player or journalist right now that you'd put into the room one hundred and one. Jim White can't stand him. Suck up Jim White. Oh, what, the everyone. Was the transfer window blow? Oh, yeah, everyone's his friend. And he Can sucks I be honest with you? Off. And it oh. sounds really a real shame. I'm putting Chris Kamara in. He ain't even on football anymore, is he? He's done, isn't it? Bless him, Chris. Boom. Thanks for the thanks for the old oh, who got sent off thing. Nah, but he was you decent, but then year. they ruined, they ruined. They ruined Sky Sports Saturday, soccer Saturday. They you ruined it. it. Yeah, mate. Please, thank you. Close the door on the way out. Right. And, you know, have a chill out. Send us your room 101s. What are you putting in football 101s? Do you agree so with me and Danny? Danny, literally, pointless ones, but yeah, Excuse there is me? ones. There is. You're, you're yours. That's what it matters. No, no, they're ours now. We've, we've shared it on the podcast. They're officially right. ours. When we come back, we'll be discussing the massive game against Lincoln. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. We're back and we're going to be discussing the game against Lincoln on Saturday. I am not expecting much, Danny. I expect us to lose. I think Marcus will pretty, uh, take the piss out of Will uh, and he'll score a couple. Uh, mad how Dan Soccer's our best centre back now, isn't it? Matt, Matt, really crazy, but he actually is though. Like, <laughs> yeah, he is. Like, by quite a considerable margin. Like yeah. I was gutted that yeah was taken out of the mix for soccer and Nightingale played. Whatever's happened to Nightingale after the injury, he's just absolutely not at the race. Finished, didn't he? Well, finished. just lacks a yard, can't really pass. 
I, I like the combativeness of him, but he gets one more big injury and he ain't going to get another another gig. And I just feel like we're kind of he's at a crossroads, really. I, I just if if Robbo makes one more stupid substitution, oh, and that's one thing we didn't. Okay, no, no, because I don't I don't agree with this. I've been well, Rodoni off for Paul Calabay. I am not overly impressed with this one because both times they take Rodoni off, he has been terrible on that game. I'm you not do saying not take attacking midfielder off and put a centre back on when you're one nil down. And also formationally, they played wing backs. That's why we did. we didn't know. We did. We didn't, we didn't even have a shot when we changed formation. Well, well, that's not his fault. At least he's tried ridiculous. to change the formation. No, it's ridiculous. Rodoni was, was dreadful at Wigan. I mean, oh, yes, it was absolutely dreadful. terrible. Maybe Lee. You reckon it was him that Lee Brown was talking about? You're not well, going to get your move, boy. Possibly, but also, if you're going to put a forward on, the forwards are terrible. We've seen that. Terry Ablado, <laughs> bless him. He's like roadrunner. He just runs, isn't he? Are you having Michael Falevi or Terry Ablady? Oh, Jesse Darko, final answer. <laughs> but Remain Rose, I'll take any of them. Sub, yeah, if he makes any more stupid substitutions. They're not also, stupid. Those what's are with not. us time-wasting when we're losing the game? Again, That's Wigan, silly. I was shouting at my screen. There was one point when the ball came over to Robbo and Rob Tuvey and they just ignored the ball and they just let it go through them. And then the Wigan player took about an hour just to get the ball to come back. It's like we're losing 1-0. I'm just sitting there going, man, I just think against Lincoln, I think they're going to be they're going to be clued up. I think they should play with Tony up top. Not I in a million played, years. I've, he played up top early in the season. I think it was Sheffield Wednesday. He's ultimately, think about what the job is, though. The person up front is to get the ball, be creative, and bring other people into the game. No, I think Madoni would do a good job. No. and I also the reason why I say it, I'd rather Chislett at the moment no. was on the pitch than Cosgrove. If the questions, if the answer is Chislett, I don't, I don't want to know what the question is. Well, what, well, well what's the answer then? What you so you're playing Cosgrove on Saturday? I play Cosgrove, but I think I'd go two up top again. Right, right, but I'd have a striker with him, an actual striker. We're so I'd. I'd put Mabudi as a striker. Oh, as a striker. Give up he's, the boast, mate. Give but he's got up. pace. He can score a goal. God, so's a whippet. You're not going to put a whippet up for an eye. <laughs> well, we do with Terry Ablade. <laughs> That's Ooh, all Terry he is, is a whippet. Well, what's his name's back as well, isn't he, against uh, the man who I said once will score 50 goals? For Wilmer. Rob, Zach Robinson. Zach Robinson. I don't even know when he scored Frampton. But. I, the thing that's weird, though, is that every week we talk about it, is this the biggest game of the season? Is this the biggest game of the season, etc. Well, of course, this is now because we've been terrible. The question I've got to you is this, though. If we lose at Lincoln, it's going to be home. almost it's, unbe- it's going to be almost unbearable, isn't it? It's not it? at Lincoln, though. It's at home. No, OK, well, if we lose if we lose against Lincoln right, right. At, at MPL, are not, we? Wait, wait, that's another thing that goes in room one. Oh, it's not new plough lane, it's plough lane. Well, it's M- stadium, but no, it's plough lane. Don't call it MPL or new plough lane. Plow lane. Stadiums get lost. I'm not interested it's, with a ground that changed every two anyway, weeks. It's plough lane, and that's it. Well, it's, new lane, but yeah, it's not new plough lane, it's plough lane. Well, well, back to plough lane, back to the new plough lane. Anyway, go on. Well, I've forgotten what I was saying <laughs> now because Rudy interrupted me with your bloody changing. The, the team situation. If we lose to Lincoln on Saturday, right. it's going to be very, very Saturday, toxic. And this civil war, like Charlie said, is never happening. I think there'll be people having a go at each other at the game because people are just fed up. And if we lose, is that the end of our management team? Well, that was a conversation. That was a question I was going to ask you. And my answer is no. But what? What, what does is- he have to do to get sacked seriously? Seventeen games without a win. 
And, and, and I'm not even saying if we draw on Saturday, if we lose and we, we don't score again, come on, Dan, it's ridiculous. Seven, what, we're going to do 20 games? Lee, we have absolutely no money. You said earlier these 16, the job. No, these 16, 17 games have got nothing to do with the budget, right? Because at the start of the season, we've shown what we could do no, with the budget. Correct. We have but what, the does, we have. what does matter with the budget is who you're going to get because you need to pay the mole manager off and you need to get the <coughs> manager in. And that is to do with the budget. And we don't have any money. Who are we going to get? Who are we going to get? We're not going to get anybody because we haven't got any money. The problem, the only problem is if Robbo does go, it, Darius Charles probably takes over. 100%. That's exactly what happens. Or Ashley Bays. But then maybe Darius Charles starts earning his crust then, doesn't he? Oh, jeez. Get Steve Salas in. If, if yeah, if, get Salo in. Maybe Robbo's not been texting him and that's why he's close to losing his job. But anyway. However, I don't think we're going to lose on Saturday. No. I'm, I've got, I'm, I'm stupidly feeling like we're going to do okay. What I would say is that Lincoln have been in a relatively poor run themselves. Well, I know they've got Marcus, which you'd always feel like would do a job, but I do feel we're, we're bizarrely playing Lincoln at the right time, and that if 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 buts and wins, if we beat Lincoln for whatever reason, we bring Lincoln right back towards us and we open the game up. And I think that it, how deflating would it be <laughs> for the teams under us if they were like, oh my god, Wimbledon, Wimbledon had seventeen games, hadn't won, they've now started winning, and we can't catch up with them. I think if we won on Saturday, it would be. I don't know who we've got after, to be honest. I'm, I'm God, man. You are in the cult of Robbo, aren't you? I'm not, like, the, I'm not in the cult of Robbo at all. I'm just saying that. Ten I'm games gonna... ago, Robbo said, once we get one win, we'll go on a run. Well, we haven't had a win yet, have we? So I'm believing that Saturday could be it. We, did, we lose 2-0 Saturday. Why, why did you have to do that? We had a really nice episode. Because it's my, my spoke, personal opinion. We spoke before the episode and we said we'd try to be a bit more positive. The 101 was great, Bant. I even saw your smile for the first time in a month. And now look at us. We're back down to 2-0. Oh, mate, I'm, 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 I'm still happy. I'm not letting it get to me anymore. It I'm is what it is. As, as well, you I don't said, think we're going to lose 2-0 against Lincoln at all. I think, I don't, however, I just cannot see us winning a game of football. I just, I don't see us being in a position Brilliant. where we're going to play well enough in both halves of the pitch to win the game. So again, I'm going to go for 1-1. Oh, glad you're not in the marketing team. Freaking hell. What? Come to Wimbledon. I just can't see us winning a game. Well, it's like you. Come to Wimbledon. We're going to lose 2-0. We're going to get relegated. Because at the moment, we should Here's be selling out Plough Lane. Chelsea can't, can't sell any tickets. So come Plough Lane. You won't watch us win. You won't watch us score. You won't even watch us have a shot. But we do do amazing food. You can have a good chicken pakora. But yeah, we sell in <laughs> hipster food. You can get eight different types of pizza on three different types well, of crust. Well, and yeah, I just can't wait for all the all the stuff before the game, all the videos. It'll be interesting. Focused. On, on, focused. It will be interesting on whether he goes for somebody like Osu over Alexander. It will be interesting to see whether players who are 50-50 come back. But what is the most importantly interesting is that Robbo said enough's enough. He's given people a chance to do stuff and he's going to make changes. Oh, let's well, see what he does. Six, 16 games in. Well, let's I see if he does it now. We've let's been going on about it for the last 16 games, mate. Uh, my formations, I've changed formations a couple of times, and I should be, mate. If Robbo goes, get me in charge. No, thank you. You're too negative. I don't know. No, I would. I'd be. Besides, I'd be you, you, you don't think this, anyone should have any bloody stewards at the football? No, no, I do. I just don't think stewards should be overzealous in the way they act. Right, I'm just trying to find out who we've got after that. Cheltenham away. Oh Jesus! Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on a stag, then. Cheltenham away, and then Cheltenham at home. 
Well, that's going to be fun. Charlton well, are going to just come. They have three winnable games. Charlton are, just... are absolutely shocking. Charlton, Charlton... Are okay. Charlton are just coming to smash the gaff up after they got embarrassed at London Bridge. That is true. That's going to be scary for some women and fans. And saying... It'd be good of Charlton to come out of that shadow of theirs because they're cold in the Palace. And You're Millwall saying Charlton. it's going to be 2 0 to Lincoln. Is that correct? Yes. Marquis with both. And he'll okay. cup his ears to you in the South Stand. And you're and going to go middle. Like nil, and, sort of and he ain't even going to have Marcus on his shirt. He's going to have his nickname. Big, big John. Big, big Mark. And he'll do a knee slide and he'll get caught in the turf, yeah? And fall arse over to it. Yeah, and then he's going to go and eat a, a, a puck, not a puck of pie. What are they? They're like hipster pies, aren't they? At one... Gastro. Gastro pub. Gastro and pie. He'll the ball away occasionally. That's what you want when you go football, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You know what I, you know what I really fancy? A gastro pie. No, I just pie, want a cheap, dirty pie, burger. A pie, a pie or a Pepsi. Yeah. Or a penguin. But yeah. Hopefully, so, I'm, I, I think we're going to be one-one. I'll be interested to see the way that he kind of shapes up. It'd be interesting to see if he's decided enough's enough and he's going to change it all up. But what do you mean time, enough is enough? Enough and enough was about ten games ago. I know, but it'll be interesting whether he thinks it's enough and whether the process conversation is now ended. Also, another thing, four up from Rob Tuvey has that he has the earpiece in, doesn't he? Do you reckon yeah. he's actually just listening to music? No, he's got an Uber. He's he's an Uber driver. He just picked <laughs> Have up. you seen? He wears it. And he wears the old. He's like Nathan Barley, the old Channel Four thing. Yeah, do you reckon he's just he's, he's just got like Radio One on the go or something, or he's listening to Radio X? He's got so. Mr. Jam on. Oasis listening to stuff. Listen to Oasis, and then Robbo's like, oh, he's apparently he's learning a different language on it. Yeah, what's it called? Rosetta, Rosetta, Rosetta Stone. Stone. Lingualphone. <laughs> that's when we signed some decent Brazilians. Uh, yeah, that's it. All of them, all of them do it. Right, Danny, it's been an absolute pleasure. Well, thanks for coming on despite your horrendous COVID. It's lovely to be back. And if anybody wants to come on and talk about their Room 101s or celebrate the amazing win against Lincoln next week, get in touch. We'd love to speak to you. Yeah. Anything that needs to be changed at the club, get in contact. Come on. Me and Danny will listen, disagree, and, and we'll do what we want like and we normally do. I'm right at the end of the right. day. Danny, thanks very much, mate. Come on, you dons. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Wombles Had a Dream podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Wombles Dream and on Facebook at the Wombles Had a Dream. Get involved. By the fans, for the fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.